Life is busy. Uh, It's nonstop. Uh, During the week, you have work, school, bills need to be paid, uh, and you need time for people, uh, whether it's family or friends. And sometimes it seems like there isn't enough time during the week to accomplish everything that you need to or everything that you want to. And we're so often driven by a fear that if everything doesn't get done, then everything will fall apart. And with all that is on our plate, it becomes survival just to keep up. And in order to keep up, something has to be sacrificed. Something has to be cut off from your schedule. And what is typically cut off is rest. And, and not partial rest, but full rest. A day where you completely give it over to the Lord and do nothing but devote it to him and worship him. The idea of having one day off with no work is not an option because work needs to be done and deadlines need to be made. God created the entire universe in six days. He, he created the universe and everything in it in, in one week. And what's amazing about it is that he took a day off. He worked six and he took a day off. So if you think you have a lot to get done, think about what God did in seven days. Okay, I realize he's God, but, but he's setting a, a pattern. And God did this for a specific reason. He set it up for a, as a model for man. The beings who would be created in his own image. And he set it up as a model that you would work hard for six days and, that, and then one day you would relax, you would rest and be rejuvenated for another week of work. And during this week, you are able to accomplish everything that he designed for you to accomplish. And so you will never run out of time because God has a design for your life. And he has a design that during that week of six days of work and one day of rest, you could accomplish everything that he planned for you to accomplish. Now this morning, we are focusing on the fourth commandment. The fourth commandment is to keep the Sabbath. Now of all the Ten Commandments, the Sabbath day is maybe the most unique. And this is because we are not under the old covenant, the, the Mosaic law. We are not because we live during the church age. And when Jesus, Jesus came to the earth and accomplished his finished work at the cross, that age came to an end and the new age came. So we're not under the old covenant. So that means that nine of the Ten Commandments are moral, universal laws. And they apply to every person at every point in history. Obviously, murder was wrong for Israelites and murder is wrong for us today. There's no debate on that. But when it comes to the Sabbath, it's, it's a little bit different because it isn't a moral law. And so the question is, does this apply to us today? If it is commanded to God's people in the Old Testament, then it's something we should pay attention to as God's people in the New Testament era. And since it is God's model in creation for mankind, taking one day off out of seven might be a good idea. And so this is for everyone. And so I'm going to read 
the fourth commandment here, Exodus chapter 20, verses 8 through 11. And if you have a Red Pew Bible, it's on page 61. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath day to the Lord, your God. On it you shall not do any work. You or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant or your livestock or the sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. This morning, this sermon is calling you, and I I believe God's word is calling you to devote one day each week fully to the Lord. To devote one day each week fully to the Lord. And there are four reasons why from Scripture that I have for you. Uh, The first reason why is to remember God's works in history. So on this day that you devote fully to the Lord, you are to remember God's works in history. This first statement in verse 8, to remember, tells us that this is, that, uh, this is something that God mentioned to Israel beforehand. In Exodus chapter 16, verses 23, God mentioned to them that they should work six days and that they should rest on the seventh. And this is what the verse says. This is what the Lord has commanded. Tomorrow is a day of solemn rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. Bake what you will bake and boil what you will boil. And all that is left over lay aside to be kept till the morning. So, so in Exodus 16, this was something that the Lord told them to do. But the Lord did not give the commandments to Israel until Exodus chapter 20. So this, what he told them before becomes one of, the, one of the biggest commandments. It's one of the Ten Commandments. And this would be a remembrance that would come around every single week. Not once a year, but every week. It, w- it is a day to thank and to praise God. And the best way that you can re- do a day of remembrance is to be purposeful on that day. You need to remember what you're called to remember. And last Monday, we observed as a country Memorial Day. Uh, This is a day where we uh, remember those who have given their lives for our freedoms in this country in the 200 plus years that our country has been a nation. And so people have different traditions uh, that they do on Memorial Day. Uh, Some people go to the cemetery. Uh, Fort Snelling, obviously, is a a popular seminary—not seminary, but cemetery for people uh, to visit— People put up flags in their yards. People are purposeful on Memorial Day. And God set up this seventh day of rest, the Sabbath day, to be purposeful. So what are you supposed to remember? There are two clear things from Scripture that you are supposed to remember on this day of rest. The first is you are supposed to remember God, the creator, that he created the world in six days and that he rested on the seventh. So every time you observe the Sabbath, you're reminded of Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2 
that God created everything in, in, in a week. And there's, there's a big debate among the Christian community. Did God, is that poetic material in Genesis chapter 1? Or is it literal? And I'm going to tell you right now, it's literal. God took a week to create everything. It's historical. And it's something we must pay attention to. In Genesis chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, it describes here that the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. So every time Israel would take off one day a week, they would be drawn back to the creation that God created the heavens and the earth and everything in it in six days. The other thing that we must remember of God's works is, is that he redeemed Israel from Egypt. And the reason I know this is because Deuteronomy 5, 12 through 15 tells us that on the Sabbath day, Israel was to remember that they were redeemed from their bondage to Egypt. Verse 12 says, Observe the Sabbath day to keep it holy as the Lord your God commanded you. And then at the end it says, You shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God brought you out from there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. Now, we live in a different time in history. And you know what? We should praise God for what he did to Israel when he brought them out of the land of Egypt, brought them across the Red Sea, and eventually to the Promised Land. But we live on the other side of the cross, and the redemption that God accomplished by bringing Egypt, or by bringing Israel out of Egypt, it shows something about his character, that he is a redeeming God. And a couple thousand years later, when he raised Jesus from the dead, and accomplished his redemption through the cross, we're reminded that Jesus has redeemed us from our bondage to sin. So as you take off that one day during the week, which this sermon is calling you to do today, remember God's works in creation, and remember that you were redeemed through Jesus Christ, through his work at the cross, and through his resurrection from the dead. Israel remembered his redeeming work in bringing them out of Egypt. And you should remember what God did in redeeming you from your bondage to sin. So the first reason why you must devote one day each week fully to the Lord is to remember God's works in history. Second reason why is to rest from your work. To rest from your work. God has a plan for you to work and to rest. If you only rest, what we call that is laziness. That's not rest. It's only rest if you have work. And as I mentioned, the Lord modeled this in creation. He worked six days and he rested one. Now, when I was younger, my dad used to work out uh, down in our basement. We had, we had all this workout equipment and he used to bench press. And he would have friends from church who would come over and work out. And I was younger and I didn't understand why he didn't work out every day. He, he, he would work out probably three or four days a week. You can ask him after the service. I'm not sure how many days he worked out. But 
he would rest a couple days. And that's because this is the way God set up exercise. You're not supposed to, to work out seven days a week because your body needs time to refresh and recuperate so that it, it can become stronger. And that's the way that muscle tissue works. When you lift weights, uh, the, the muscle tissue tears, and you need rest for it to be strengthened and to be built up. And it's the same thing with running. It, there's some people I know, some runners I know, uh, they're stupid because they run seven days a week, and that's a horrible idea. You need rest. And I've, I've, know, I've, I've found success in actually you know, taking one or two days off a week from running because then you, you work really hard uh, those other days, and then one or two days you take it off, and then you're ready to go again. It, it's wise to rest. And God, God set this up with our physical bodies, with exercise, and also with work. So rest is necessary. And as we talk about rest, let me say a few things about work. Have you ever thought about work? Is work something that is good? A question a lot of people ask is, will work be in heaven? And that's a good question to ask. And I think the answer is yes, it will be, because work is good. The reason we know this is because Adam and Eve worked in the garden before the fall, before sin came into the world. Genesis 2.15 says, The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work and keep it. So Adam worked before the fall. So we know that work is good. However, you might be, you might be thinking, okay, well, my work is pretty miserable because I have a lot of bad days, so how can this be good? Well, that's because you work during the fall when sin has come into the world, and so you're going to have bad days at work because you live in the fall. So one day on the new heavens and the new earth, you won't have a bad day of work because you won't be in the fall anymore. Now, Genesis chapter 3, verses 17 and 19, it says, In pain you shall eat of it all the days of your life, thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field by the sweat of your face. You shall eat bread. Okay, so your work right now is done with sweat and pain, and you, you want to go home because it's difficult. You have challenging days, and that's because it's a part of the fall. But work in itself is a good thing. And you know what? When you rest, you only feel good resting when you've worked hard. Uh, yesterday, uh, my brother and a friend of ours, we went to the Twins game, and it was enjoyable. It was kind of a day of rest uh, because, you know, we, we had a long week of work, and it was nice. But if, if, we were to, if we were to do that every day, it would feel like, okay, we're wasting our time. We, we should actually go out there and do something. And, and I'm sure you guys feel the same way with your life because that's how God set it up. And what's interesting is that the first blessing that God gave in the Bible is rest. Genesis 2-3 says, So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. So it, it's a, a blessing from God that he has given to us to be able to rest. And the word Sabbath means to cease from work. It means to cease from work. And in verses 9 and 10 of Exodus chapter 20, it says that no work must be done. It goes out of its way and it says no work must be done. And every person here is described. It says your son, your daughter, 
your male servant, your female servant, your livestock, or even, even the sojourner shouldn't be working. So nobody is supposed to work. Not, not just the elite, but even the peasants. Everybody is supposed to take off time. And I think one of the challenging things in our country is it can be easy to do a little business mixed in with a little bit of work. And so you never really take that full day off. I know I struggle with this myself. And this is not what you should do. Jerusalem, after their Babylonian exile, began to do business on the Sabbath. And Nehemiah, who was the governor at that time, this was, by the way, uh, Jerusalem was captured by the Babylonians in about 600 B.C. And one of the reasons that God sent them into captivity is because they broke the Sabbath. And after they came back from exile, Nehemiah, the governor, he went after them because they were committing, this, the, they were disobeying God by continuing to work on the Sabbath. And this is what he says in Nehemiah chapter 13. He says, In those days I saw in Judah people treading wine presses on the Sabbath and bringing in heaps of grain and loading them on donkeys and also wine, grapes, figs, and all kinds of loads which they brought into Jerusalem on the Sabbath day. And I warned them on the day when they sold food. Tyrians also who lived in the city brought in fish and all kinds of goods and sold them on the Sabbath to the people of Judah in Jerusalem itself. Then I confronted the nobles of Judah and said to them, What is this evil thing that you are doing, profaning the Sabbath day? Did not your fathers act in this way? And did not our God bring all this disaster on us and on this city? Now you are bringing more wrath on Israel by profaning the Sabbath. Okay, so, so the Israelites, they were doing a little bit of work and a little bit of resting, but they weren't devoting the full day to the Lord. And Nehemiah is telling them, this is why we ended up in this position in the first place. You need to stop doing this. Learn from history the mistakes of your forefathers. So resist the temptation to work on this day that is fully devoted to him. It is a physical day of rest and, and also spiritual rest. It is meant to refresh you in both ways. And it is a day of rest to the Lord. Uh, Psalm 62.1 says, For God alone my soul waits in silence. From him comes my salvation. Uh, the NIV translation translated as, For God alone my soul rests in silence. From him comes my salvation. Uh, so that is, it's a day of spiritual rest to the Lord. So that, that was the second reason why you must devote one day a week fully to the Lord. The third reason why you must devote one day a week fully to the Lord is to worship God personally and corporately. Worship God personally and corporately. So not only is this day meant for rest and remembering God's works, but also it is meant for worship. Your eyes are not to be on earthly matters. They're to be on heavenly matters. One of my favorite runners and one of my heroes is, is Eric Little. And 1981 Chariots of Fire movie was based on uh, the real-life story of Eric Little, who in, in 1924, uh, during the Paris Olympics, uh, he refused to run the 100-meter dash because the preliminary rounds were on Sunday. And so what he did instead was he ran an event that was not his best. 
he, he, his best event was the 100-meter dash, which is the shortest event on the track. It's, it's that short, straight sprint. And he said, you know what, I can't do it because this is my day of personal worship to the Lord. Instead, he ran an event that wasn't his best, the 400-meter dash, which is, which is a long ways for a sprinter. It's one full lap around the track. And what's interesting about it is that this event that wasn't his best, he made the final and he won. He, he won a gold medal, which is incredible. And it's, a, it's an incredible story. And you wonder if God was, that was God's blessing toward him. Uh, but for Little, to run on the Sabbath was a distraction to his Sabbath. It interfered with his worship. And, and what I'll mention in my final point, the fourth point, is how Christians should approach the Sabbath since it was in the Old Testament, the Sabbath was a set day. It was on Saturday, okay? But for Christians, it, it might not necessarily be a specific day, and I'll talk about that in a little bit. But, but Little had the conviction that his Sabbath day was Sunday, and so he couldn't run. And there is an account in the Old Testament where a man did not keep the Sabbath. So I, w- I want to show you how seriously God takes, God takes it when people do not rest on his Sabbath day. Uh, this, this account comes from Numbers chapter 15, verses 32 through 36. While the people of Israel were in the wilderness, they found a man gathering sticks on the Sabbath day. And those who found him gathering sticks brought him to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation. They put him in custody because it had not been made clear what should be done to him. And the Lord said to Moses, the man shall be put to death. All the congregation shall stone him with stones outside the camp. And all the congregation brought him outside the camp and stoned him to death with stones, as the Lord commanded Moses. So God takes this seriously. And remember, back then, this was one of the Ten Commandments. And for them, it would have been a moral commandment. But for us, it is not. So I'm not telling you to go stone someone if they don't keep the Sabbath. But it, the point of showing you that was the seriousness of it, that God took it, and how important it is to have that one day of rest to the Lord. And you'll notice too, what's interesting is, is that when Jesus died on the cross, remember he died on Friday, and the, the Sabbath was the next day. The women did not go to the tomb on the Sabbath. They went to the tomb on Sunday, which was the first day of the week. Have you ever thought about that? The reason they didn't go on the Sabbath is because they would, have, they would have viewed that as work. And so they didn't do it. And in Luke chapter 4, we also see that this worship is meant to be corporate worship because what the Jews did is they went to the synagogue on the Sabbath, on Saturday. Luke chapter 4, verse 16, when Jesus was in Nazareth at the synagogue, he, it says he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and he stood up to read. And then Jesus read the scroll of Isaiah. So it was Jesus' custom, and not just Jesus, but all the Jews, to go to the synagogue for corporate worship on the Sabbath. So this day was meant for personal and corporate worship. And I'm going to appeal to you today that for you, it's meant also for personal and for corporate worship. And God designed us to come together. 
And, and not sporadically, but, but, but on a set day during the week. Uh, Hebrews 10, 24, and 25, this is a verse that uh, many of you are familiar with, that uh, do not neglect to meet together, as is, as is the habit of some, but meet together and encourage one another as you see the day drawing near. So this is something that you must do. And obviously, in, in the church age, Sunday is the day that we do that. And, that, and this leads us to our fourth point. And the fourth reason why you must devote one day a week fully to the Lord. To reflect on God's purposes in the church age. To reflect on God's purposes in the church age. This final point brings up the question, how are Christians supposed to observe the Sabbath? The Sabbath, as I mentioned, was observed by Jews on Saturday in the Old Testament. And God still calls all believers to remember his works, rest, and to worship him. This obviously still applies to us today. But the question is, is this assigned to a specific day during the week? And the answer that I'm going to give you is yes and no. Sorry for the clarity there. The ideal day to take off is Sunday. I mean, obviously, all of us are here right now. And traditionally, in our country, this has been the day that a day of rest for people, a day of worship. Stores used to be closed on Sundays. But that, it, as our society becomes more and more secular, more things are scheduled on Sundays. And, and that's not a good thing. Uh, it, it, it really shows the drift of our society. It's going further and further away from our traditions and more to a secular worldview. Now, the ideal day to take off is Sunday. And traditionally, the church has taken this day off to meet for corporate worship. And there's evidence not only from the New Testament, but also from early church history that this is what was done. Acts chapter 20, verse 7, it says that on the first day of the week, when we were gathered together to break bread, Paul talked with them. Okay, for the Jews, the first day of the week would be Sunday. That was, that was the day that their week started. And it says here that they broke bread on the first day of the week. So that's, that's a little bit of evidence that they met on what we would call Sunday. And 1 Corinthians 16.2 is another one. On the first day of every week, each of you is to put something aside and store it up, as he may prosper, so that there will be no collecting when I come. And this is when Paul was... He was making a collection for the saints. He was, he was gathering it. And so he was telling them to give on the first day of the week. Uh, Ignatius, he was an early church father, a, a very early church father. Uh, he lived about 50 A.D. to 100 A.D. He said uh, that, no long, that Christians no longer observe the Sabbath, but direct their lives toward the Lord's day, on which our life is refreshed by him and by his death. And so the Lord's Day for them would have been Sunday. And then the, the last one is Justin Martyr. He said this in the middle of the second century. Sunday is the day on which we all hold our common assembly because it is the first day on which God, having wrought a, cha a change in the darkness and matter, made the world. And Jesus Christ, our Savior, on the same day rose from the dead. Okay, so obviously they would say that God created everything on the first day, Sunday, and that Jesus was raised from the dead on the first day, Sunday. And so that was the day that they met. It was, a, a, it was to remember those things. 
So, so Sunday, from history and from the Bible, is the preferred day. However, you are not under the old covenant. Therefore, there is not one day during the week that must be observed as the Sabbath. We don't, there's no specific command in the New Testament that says, this is the day that you should observe the Sabbath. Sundays work best, of course, but if you're a pastor, it, that's, that, that can become a problem for you because you're, you're actually working on Sunday. Uh, now, I don't consider this work. I enjoy doing this, but that's a side note. And then other people, you have to make ends meet, and sometimes Sunday is really the only day you can do it. And so that becomes a problem. So there should be another day during the week that you devote fully to the Lord. So the, the point is that there should be a day, whether it's, maybe, maybe it's not Sunday, maybe it's Monday, or maybe it's, maybe it's Saturday. Maybe, maybe you're following what the Jews did and taking a Sabbath. Uh, I would recommend taking Sunday. And if you don't take a day of rest that is fully devoted to the Lord, you will feel it physically and spiritually. You, you will wear down. Uh, I felt this this past semester as a seminary student. I didn't have any, I didn't have any days off, and it, and, it, and it wore on me, and I didn't like it. Okay, I, I, Days off are a good thing, as long as you work hard the other days. And one point I want to make, too, is that every day is for the Lord, okay? It's not like, okay, we can go do whatever we want for six days, and then, okay, one day I'll, I'll, I'll think of God. No, every day you think of God. Every day you worship God. It's just that you have secular work six days out of the week, and so you can't, you have to work hard for your employer. You have to make, you have to work hard to make a living. And, and is that for the Lord? Absolutely it is. But there should be one day where you, you remove that distraction of your work, and, and, you, and you devote it fully to the Lord. And the Sabbath, it also points to Jesus. Everything in the Old Testament points to Jesus, including the Sabbath. Jesus fulfilled the law, and the physical Sabbath is meant to point to the spiritual reality that we find our rest in the Lord, that we find our rest in Jesus Christ. And as Victoria read in the scripture reading, Matthew chapter 11 says this, verses 28 through 30. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen. There's people all over the world right now who they're exhausted spiritually because they've never found rest for their souls. And isn't it an amazing thing when you do find rest? You're like, you know, I'm not, I'm not chasing after everything anymore. I, I have found the one that I was searching for. Kind of like that U2 song. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. You can say, you know what? I have found what I'm looking for, and it's Jesus. And I have found rest for my soul. You can, you can rejoice in that. And so everything in the Old Testament, including the Sabbath, this physical rest that people need, it's meant to point ahead to a spiritual reality that you need rest in Jesus. And in him, you find it. So this sermon today is calling you to devote one day a week fully to the Lord. And the four reasons why are to remember God's works in history, to rest from your work, to worship God personally and corporately, and to reflect on God's purposes in the church age. 
Observe God's design in rest and make the necessary adjustments in your life to fit this design. Let's pray. Uh, Father, it is indeed a blessing that you've given us rest, that you've, that you've enabled uh, one day out of the week where we can uh, relax from our, the busyness of the week and we can give it fully over to you. And I, I thank you, Lord, that you know, through the church, the tradition of the church, that Sunday really has been that day and, and we, we've needed it, Lord. And it's, it's a great day of refreshment. I thank you for uh, the example of the New Testament and the early church fathers and, and people down through church history, Lord, who have been faithful uh, to observe this day. Uh, and and it's, it's the day that Jesus was raised from the dead. And, and what, what a great reminder. Every time we meet, every, the sun is shining on a beautiful Sunday morning uh, to ponder and to remember that Jesus was raised so that we could have hope so that we could have life. Thank you, Lord, for the hope that we have in, in Jesus. And I pray, Lord, that this sermon, that we would take to heart the importance of resting and finding our rest in you and remembering what you have done for us. Now, may, Lord, uh, we worship you. Not every day and, and specifically, Lord, one day uh, during the week. In Jesus' name, amen.